Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox Podcast. I'm so excited today to be in the studio, quote studio, uh, with <laughs> Tia Turnipseed, one of the coolest names I've heard in a while, and Elizabeth West, who also has a really cool name now that I said it all together like that. And um, it's going to be a great time here in just a few minutes talking about worship leaders as tour guides. And so we'll jump in here in just a moment. My name is Ava Andrews, and like you, I serve in local church worship ministry. It's a joy to sing, worship, and help lead in the church, and that's why we're so passionate about the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Each episode is an opportunity to focus on practical aspects of local church ministry. We're glad you've joined us today. We're praying for you, and for now, let's jump into today's episode. Okay, welcome into the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast today. My name is Tim Price, and I'm here with Elizabeth West, who is kind of joining in. Well, not new as far as Harvest goes, but as far as the podcast and internship stuff. You've just begun the last two weeks, September 1st. Yep. So <laughs> technically, you're not supposed to date podcasts, but we just did. So <laughs> I'm glad that you're here. And um, that it's going to be an awesome uh, year of an internship. And so... I'm glad you're in here and you're welcome to jump in as much as you would like or as much as you don't want to do. It's fine too. <laughs> I'm just glad you get to listen in today. And then also here today with Tia Turnipseed. Yeah. And um, we're going to introduce you and, and share a little bit about what you were um, talking about. Tia was a part of the Digital Worship Conference last year, Awakening Worship Conference, when we basically did everything by remote video during the height of the pandemic. And we are um, in some ways still in that mode, but glad you're here today. And, and just take a minute to um, introduce yourself and tell us what church you're part of and, and your role and all that. Hi, yeah, I'm Tia Turnipseed. Um, I'm actually a worship minister from Highland, Illinois. I go to Restore Christian Church. We're a church plant. Um, we actually are about to celebrate our two-year service. So we're... We're, we're getting into toddlerhood, which is nice. <laughs> we're out of being a baby, which is good. So Church toddlerhood. Church toddlerhood, yeah. So um, when will the two-year mark be? Um, technically, it's October 20th, but this year, October 20th, I think, is like a Wednesday. So I think we're going to celebrate it like the 17th, yeah. October 17th. Yeah. That's cool. It's exciting. It's exciting. We just, on last Sunday, we just led worship, a few of us, for another church in Edwardsville that had a two-year yeah celebration like these two years of pandemic church planting has probably been like most ups and downs of anything oh my gosh like, i mean yeah we started october 20th of 2019 and then the pandemic hit like february 2020 yeah so <laughs> that's really it's like it's like starting a church three times is the way this other guy described it yeah like continually doing it so where yeah. do you all meet we currently meet at the weinheimer community center in highland illinois it's a really nice facility it serves us really well uh, it's just old. <laughs> yeah. It's an old building. <laughs> My daughters have been there on multiple occasions for homeschool groups. Oh, yeah. Highland homeschool group. Yeah, so that's awesome. They do a lot of that. They're painting a mural on the side of the, the front of it now, which I think is really exciting. I'm hoping that like more people will have like more foot traffic in it. That's it's going to cool. look really pretty. I'm I'm very much a stereotypical girl. of like I like things to look aesthetically pleasing. So the inside is not aesthetically pleasing so at least the outside will start to look really nice so oh the murals on the outside oh yeah oh okay. the murals on the outside i was wondering what world wall it'd be because that not many walls in there it's bleachers or stage or pretty much basketball yeah it's on the outside so um 
we can cut this out if we if you don't have a good answer. But have you ever heard anybody else with the last name of turnip seed besides your family? <laughs> uh, yeah, there is or was a Troy turnip seed who something like dean of students or academic something at SLU actually, but I don't believe I'm related to him. I mean, I'm sure that I am related to him somehow, but like not closely. But it's ironic because I I really do have an uncle Troy turnip seed, but they're not the same person. Oh wow! Yeah. So there's more turnip seeds out there than you think, but I do have a turnip seed fun fact. Again, you can okay, cut this out. Um, so you guys know that like James Dean, I believe his name, like died in a car crash. Mm-hmm. The person who was driving the other car that he collided with, his name was Charles Turnipseed. Wow. Yeah. So probably also related to him, you know? Yeah. I don't that, know if that's really a good thing for me, but I'm just helping people know turnip seeds are out there. <laughs> So your first name is Tia, or is that short for something? Nope. Full name is just Tia. T-I-A. Tia Turnipseed. Yeah. My mom wanted to give me a short name because Turnipseed was so long. (laughs) Wow. She tried. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But another fun fact. So my mom and my dad's initials both were T-A-T, like once they got married. So I had to be also a T-A-T. So who knows what my name could have been had they not just been limited to T names. So what's your middle name then? Ashley. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I was either going to be Taylor Ann or Tia Ashley. Taylor Turnipseed has a nice ring to it too. I have a cousin named Taylor Turnipseed. Oh, okay. We have a lot of, we have a lot of T's. <laughs> a lot of T's. <laughs> if, if a T name exists, it's probably in my family. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So what's your middle name, Elizabeth? Lynn Ann. Oh, is, is it two words? Yeah. Or, oh, it's mm-hmm. Elizabeth Lynn Ann West? Yes. Wow. Maybe your last name was so short they wanted to give you a bunch of long <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, we um, got connected last year, and I'm so glad you got a chance to come here today. And this is doesn't have to be a you know everything we know podcast. This is kind of going to be centered on a, a couple quick things, and yeah. one is just the conversation we had about worship leaders being a tour guide, mm. and I thought that was so you know fitting and unique and, and cool. And and what were you thinking about when you originally mentioned that? Kind of what was just your thought process about tour guide? Yeah. So the idea of like being a tour guide is something I feel like I've been kind of chewing on for a while. I mean, it has so many different layers to it. But of course, you know, you can, it's this idea of, okay, if everyone gets on a plane and you fly to Europe and you're going to go see all the greatest sites that you've probably never seen. But if you spend the whole time, really just like ooing and aahing over the plane, the plane ride, and not any of the sites that you came to see, you know, it's like, what was the point of you getting on the plane and going to Europe in the first place? If you really just wanted to see the plane, you know, that's not really the point of it. And so this idea of, you know, as the worship leader, you know, you're here to take everyone on this plane ironically like that would be yourself like hey like come on with me like we're gonna go and we're gonna see all these sites but if they if they only just stop and see you if they're only paying attention to how pretty you sound or how amazing you play something or you know if you're if you're just stopping people it's where they only look at you you know how how good of a tour guide are you really you know um the tour guide of the group is the one who knows all the interesting facts right they know all the insider scoops to take you to you know and they're they're they've been there before so they're not gonna get like stopped or like stumped by this like beautiful site like they obviously think it's beautiful too but they know to keep going of like oh you thought that was good like 
I'm going to take you around here and I'm going to take you to the coolest place that's here. And this idea of, you know, you're here to service them, like you're on this trip with them, but you're here to take the back seat. You know, people, when you go on a tour guide, when you're on a tour, you remember the sites. You you don't probably typically remember your tour guide all that much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point of a worship leader is you're supposed to, hey, everyone, like we're here to do this today. And then at some point you disappear because they're going to be ooing and aahing at the sites that you took them to. And like, that's, I think the whole point of being a worship leader. Wow. That is like a lot of great stuff. And and one thing you just mentioned, they may not, re- they remember the site. That's the goal. Yeah. They may remember you a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you when they do remember you is when you're not that great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like when yes. you're like a, a hindrance in a sense, like, uh, who cares? You can come look at this if you want. I mean, like if there's no energy and no enthusiasm, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that's just one little thought. Yeah. The other thought is a tour guide really is a servant. Like yes. you're not like mm-hmm. the main attraction. No. You're this, you know, holding the door open type person. Yes, exactly. That's that's awesome. It reminds me of the time that I, I got on a plane and went to Hawaii with our youth group and I got home, my parents, this is back in the days when there was no digital stuff, but mm-hmm. I got home and developed all the film and they yeah. were so aggravated because most of my pictures were from the bus ride and the plane <laughs> ride to Hawaii. <laughs> Like all these kids eating like, you know, chicken and biscuit crackers, and Dr. Pepper, and like no ocean whatsoever. It was just terrible. No so, ocean. No volcanoes. So that's, that you. I mean, if somebody does stop there, and I know we could like turn a lot of corners here and go deeper, but some people get stuck just in mm. the the vehicle to yeah. worshiping God. Like they're just stuck there their whole lives sometimes even. Yeah. And just in a church that's got like, you know, you're just, you're not passionate about it or whatever the case would be. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of one of my biggest fears as a worship leader. I feel like I have to keep that in check a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to get stuck in the vehicle in this process. I don't want to make it all about me. And I think for me, like as a worship leader, I find that I get really bothered by my own humanity, right? Like I think as a worship leader, you're chosen for this such holy task, right? Like worship is such an intimate, holy moment. And it's such a privilege that we get to go into the Holy of Holies at this point. You know, so you think of it, it's like such a sacred moment. So you think it's going to take like the most sacred people to take you there. And then, but I know myself and I'm like, I'm not as holy as I want to be because I'm sitting here being like, oh, well, no one, you know, complimented me and how I sang today or, you know, like those just normal moments that like, that's just you being a person. Like you're just human. Like it doesn't mean that you've destroyed the moment but you just have to keep it in check and so yeah I just feel like I I struggle a lot with that that push and pull of I want to be here to serve other people but I'm also human and sometimes you're like oh sometimes it's like oh man yeah you're always a servant you're never you're never the main attraction which is fine we're not built Mm -hmm. to be the main attraction we literally wouldn't be able to survive if that was the point we tried to take that for ourselves but yeah yeah, I find that sometimes, you know, you get, you get in your head if you're not careful. You know, that people are, oh, like, I love the sermon today. Or, oh, I, oh, that was so good. That was my favorite part. And, you know, like, no one ever talks about you. And you're like, oh, man. And then you're like, but wait, that was the point. Like, I was a tour guide. I wasn't supposed to be the main attraction. Like, it's fine if they don't remember my name. Like, in fact, can worship leaders really make a name for themselves? Yeah. Like, how can that, how can that, it's like a. It's, yeah, it's like magnet. that weird. Tension. On the other hand, as a worship leader, it doesn't want to make you go up to other worship leaders and say, awesome, <laughs> you, really, you right. really did this well. I mean, like, I know. And sometimes you could tell when somebody's led worship before because they kind of talk that talk. Like, mm-hmm. 
wow, I could tell that blah, 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 and you did this. And, and you could just kind of, you know, know that they're yeah. about it. And the hardest part of that sometimes is just like really enthusiastically saying thank you. Because most often we start saying things like, yeah, it was a weird day. I couldn't get that. I mean, our back screen broke. I and mean, it's like we always have like a, but like this we, we say something about it to negate the fact that even mm -hmm. in our weakness, you know, great things happen. I think so. like the hardest thing anyone can do is like just to learn the, the, I don't know, gift or the trade or just to learn just to say thank you and just stop it there. I actually, um, my undergraduate, I was a theater major and I studied vocal performance as well. And we like read this whole like book about like just the art of saying thank you and just accepting what people have to say, you know, of like if you, if people just come up to you and tell you whatever and you're like, oh no, I wasn't good or oh no, whatever. Like you're actually like disrespecting like their, their feelings, like yeah. their opinion. So you're like, mm -hmm. even though it feels so weird to be like, thank you so much, mm -hmm. you know, but it's really the best thing it's you can for, do it's for them. Yeah. Hey, we used to have a guy that always run around. You'd say thank you. You'd say no, thank you. I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I knew what he was saying, but he was such a He's goofball. One of those, yeah. No, thank you. Well, I don't know if we've ever Elizabeth have talked about this, but there's times when we're you know a certain age demographic of camps where mm. they want your autograph. Mm. And well, yeah, we've experienced at the kids conferences. So like the fourth and the fifth graders, that age group, they want your autograph if you're in the band. Mm. And talk about like encouraging. And sometimes I think. You know, that like, Jesus says the uh, kingdom of God belongs to these, the kids. Mm -hmm. Like their inhibition just to say, oh, you guys are awesome and want your autograph. That kind of like goes away as you get into adulthood unless it's somebody just ridiculous, super famous. And that's yeah. fine because there's not time to do it every single week or anything. But it's weird to accept that and just say, yeah, thank you for asking me to give you our autograph. I mean, mm -hmm. like this is like it's like this little time between you and them and – I mean, we probably signed Peoria last year. We probably signed 250 yeah. little <laughs> cars like all day Aww. long. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> That's so cute though. We kind of brought up on ourselves though. Cause we actually printed baseball card type things of all of us with our favorite <laughs> scripture verses and ice cream and all that type of stuff. Just so they get to know us. <laughs> and then we cool. didn't realize it was going to be like collector item day. Like they had to get all six of them all signed. <laughs> <laughs> That's was, so sweet though. It's really like meeting them where they're at. That's such a good idea. Yeah. It was awesome. So what about the idea of preparing to lead? You, you mentioned a lot in that first analogy, which has been, I think people will grab a hold of that and it'd be helpful. But, yeah. you know, if you're going to get on a plane and go to Europe and visit sites. Right. You got to you got to plan it out. I think that I've heard a lot of people, you know, kind of compare like spontaneity, like or spontaneous worship. You know, it's different, different big name churches, I think, go about their worship differently. And some people just entirely they just, it's spontaneous. They don't really plan. It's just, they're making things up as they go. And obviously like that works for them. And you know, the Lord, I think can be worshiped in any way that we show up because he's a lot better at it than we are, you know, like, mm -hmm. but I feel like preparation is part of your worship, you know, especially as a worship leader, you know, especially if you have a team of people, like you're not just, you know, in charge of leading that congregation onto that tour, but you're, you're leading the people that are doing it with you as well. Like, you know, there's a, there's a whole band with you. There's other singers, there's other people. And I think you just need to prepare, um, for them. Like we use planning center obviously, and we use tracks. And so I have set lists uploaded with just, um, like just the tracks, no vocalizations in it for people to rehearse with. Um, you get that to them super early, but also just preparing your heart too. Like there's a whole different, 
side of it, I think just spending time with the Lord alone privately, I think is the best way you can prepare because like we were saying earlier that being a worship leader, being a tour guide is just being a servant. So Sunday morning or whatever, you know, Wednesday night, whatever you're, you're coming to do, like that's not for you. It's for everyone else. Like you're there to serve other people. You're facilitating. You're there just to point out like, Hey, he's over here, you know? So you've got to come in already full in order to be able to do that. That really is true. I heard Paul Balash one time say that you, you, uh, you worship the Lord in private. And then whenever you are in corporate worship, you really are like you're using like the tools you have to make something happen. Yeah. And he said, it's more like you picked up your instrument and your brown bag lunch and you went to church. Like you're, yeah. like, you're on the job kind of, even though it's, yeah. it feels funky to call it that, but you're really there to help the church like mm-hmm. accomplish something. And your team needs you to do that too. Yeah. Cause they're looking at you too. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it'd be total chaos. And even the churches that come off being really spontaneous, um, have obviously done a lot of preparation to have to such a spot. It's almost like the more spontaneous you want it to be, the more preparation you really need exactly. to do. Otherwise you have no, you you don't have the chem- chemistry and the mechanics no. to even pull off something that's right. not rehearsed. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a totally different thing. Yeah. You'll be able to trust the other people on the stage to do that too. With spontaneity. Do you have the same group every week or is it different people rotating in and out? Or? Um, it's, it's a rotation. I, definitely have mainly the same instruments each week musicians um they'll get rotated a little bit just because i don't have as many you know to to rotate for that but vocals rotate every every week kind of give people time to to grow in their own skill and their craft i think that too is being a worship leader it's you're, you're essentially leading two different groups of people right you have like your team that you're leading and you have like the congregation that you're leading so right now we don't have any other service outside of Sunday morning. So there's not a lot of other places for people on my team that I know have a desire to lead, uh, but maybe don't entirely feel comfortable yet. So kind of like, okay, like we'll give you a verse. We'll give you, you know, you can, you can take the chorus or, you know, so it's just kind of like working with them and kind of figuring out who, who's meant for what thing, you know, just because you're on the worship team doesn't necessarily mean that you kind of carry a worship anointing. You know, um, kind of figuring out who who's here for which purpose, you know, um, mm-hmm. but like asking them too, like, hey, like, what do you see for yourself? Like, is this something that you think this is a calling or is something that you just enjoy getting to do on Sunday? Both are, are perfectly fine and are welcome on the team. But some people, I think, you know, just you're there to serve in a different capacity. So yep. checking in with them, too. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a whole another podcast that's a whole other about thing. how yeah. to. <laughs> do that lovingly with grace and yep. help people to see where the gifts are and yep. where they can fit in all that kind of stuff. Well, in our last couple of minutes here, it's been awesome to connect with you, Tia. And, um, you brought up at the beginning, you, you know, people are there. How do you know they're receiving? Well, what we're, what we're inviting them to do? Like, mm-hmm. how does a worship leader know when they're succeeding? And back to this analogy, like if you pull up to a, a famous tourist spot or even a, a non-famous one that's really magnificent mm-hmm. you could tell because people start taking out their phones and start taking pictures and talk about right. it and stand there and ooh and ah and all that right but how like what are the ways that we know uh that we're being effective in helping to lead people and that's part of what you were saying <sighs> is like yeah. the struggle the struggle i think that's that's hard um i think ugh, that's the hardest part i think right now for me 
um there's like telltale signs like are they singing along you know are they are they like stiff as a board with their arms crossed or are they looking a little more relaxed or or you know does that peace in the moment you know are they raising their arms are they kneeling are they swaying are they doing different things and so there I have certain people that they do show me those things and so it's like okay like they're getting it they're getting it and then there's other people that are kind of these like question marks where you're like I don't know if we're connecting but they come back every week you know they're here they want to connect with you and I think for me the thing that I've been learning the most is just really I'm the tour guide I'm not the orchestrator you know, I'm I'm just here to point people in the direction and hold the door open. And I just have to know, just trust that the Lord is working out their hearts the way that he intends to. And I think for me, that's, I don't always love that that is the answer that I, I might not ever fully know, you know, if yeah. we fully connected. Because again, my job is to serve you. I don't and need to know your business. Scripture. That's a great answer. And that's the scripture that I wish I would looked up. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's basically... Apollos, it's in the New Testament, Apollos watered it and somebody planted the seed, somebody else watered it, but yeah. only God can grow only God the can grow of people. It. Yeah. So that fits along with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But well, um, is there anything else that you are, um, that you might say to help encourage worship leaders who are listening to this podcast? Like, um, I don't know. I know that sometimes worship leaders get ood and odd about um who how many people are in the church or what they have or how many people in their worship team or anything like that yeah. and coming from a church plant that's that's not really necessarily i mean like you probably have the fastest growth of anybody if you do percentage over the last two years <laughs> <laughs> but what like is there anything you could just sort of encourage people with from your perspective or your your current ministry or whatever yeah i mean i think if if you're someone that's called to worship or you find yourself leading worship like you you have a sensitivity uh like that's why you're doing it like you don't you obviously love music but you also understand that worship is something so much bigger than yourself and I think for me when I walked into ministry you know really I was naive and I thought okay I'm going to craft this for all these people like I'm going to make this good ministry I'm going to have all these people on my team everyone's it's all going to be great and then the Lord will be worshiped, you know, and I'm realizing that all those things are, are good to have a good, you know, team to have good team chemistry to have good team, you know, just organization, like all that is great and super important, but it really doesn't have anything to do with me. It's the Lord will be worshiped and he invited me to be a part of that process. And so just to remember why you started it in the first place because you just want to worship the Lord. And so like just remembering, just stay, stay true to that. Like stay in your lane. Know that no matter how good you think you've done or how horrible you think you did it, like if you came with the right heart, which I'm assuming you did because you decided one day you wanted to be a worship leader, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord is worshiped. Yeah. End of story. So that is really good. All right. Well, it's been awesome to talk with you. And meet with you. Yeah, thanks and for having me. So thankful to um, uh, connect with you in person, and Elizabeth. I'm so thankful you get to listen into this process of podcasting. Yep. <laughs> and um, glad you're here. And unbeknownst to other people, you've already edited podcasts and done some things with this, yeah. but you just haven't <laughs> been, you know, the voice yet. And so it's uh, cool to have you here. 
to everybody else who is listening, we're so thankful to have you on the journey with us. And if you would take a minute, as we always invite people to do, to share and to rate and to subscribe and all the other little things that help grow a podcast. But even more than that, we're just praying for you as you continue to lift up the name of the Lord and serve in your ministry. And if we can be helpful in any way, please let us know. Thanks. Hey, this is Ava Andrews, and I lead worship with Harvest Ministry. We would love to invite you to listen to some of our music on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, or wherever you like to listen. Over the years, Harvest has recorded worship music, kids' worship, instrumental, and more. You can find all the various albums at harvestministryteams.com slash music. Thanks. Thanks.